0: And pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues podcast. I am Brian Buckley. Y'all know me. Y'all know what I do for a living. I'll catch a fish. Bad fish. It ain't going to be easy. Anyways, um, this is the Red Ticket Blues podcast. It's being recorded on February 22nd, 2017. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian Buck 13 and at Red Ticket Blues. And the podcast is available on all forums, all spaces, mediums, all that shit. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. So, uh, it has been a beautiful day in Northern California in the last three months. I don't think you've been able to say that. It just rains. It just fucking rains nonstop. It's all does. I I know this is sort of a broken record. Yeah, you're telling me. I'm living it. Um, But uh, that's what we're living with right now. But, uh, you know, everything's going well, I guess, you know. A lot, a lot of things going, you know. For I talked about how the, it was the doldrums of, of sports in February. A lot of things went on this week. A lot of things going on in all sports. So we'll get to all of them. Uh, I guess we'll start with the uh, with the 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 most pressing or most breaking of the news, so to speak. And it has nothing to do with any athletes. And I understand the idea of breaking down who should host sports talk radio shows is mildly pathetic. Um. But it is something that has been a uh, a major thing on this, this this program, as we all know. The the Mike Francesa uh and I guess fanboy obsession to say lightly, uh of myself and others that listen to this podcast. So uh if you haven't heard, we all know. Mike Francesa, who is who who is number one, by the way? The results are the results. You can't the results are the results. If the results are in and you're not first, yeah. well then you can't say you're first because you're point. not first. That's why they had results. Great point. Uh he is Stepping down from his post, December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, to do what? He's left of left us all in, in mystery. We don't know what's going on. We're we're just you know every every day we wake up, I, I, we're fresh feeds everywhere. Do we know? He probably has no idea, but he's telling us he has an idea, and there will be a different form that he's not retiring. But long story short, the big news today is a big name, enormous name. So so big, it you're gonna need size like fifty pants uh th- th- there's another form of this person's body that's how big he is uh and that is chris chris christie former governor and well, probably uh f- current current governor and former governor uh chris christie who made a run at the white house last year uh is one of the finalists one of the major candidates that wfa and cbs sports is looking at to take over mike francesa's uh seat in uh the uh, the hudson or i don't even know what the name of the street is, is it hudson avenue hudson street uh in in manhattan it's not important uh, take over Francesca's spot, basically. Uh, I think the executives at CBS maybe took the, the term uh, look for somebody big, a little too literal, uh, bigger than Francesa, so to speak. But uh, Chris Christie, yes, Chris Christie, uh, he formerly played the role of lapdog of President Donald Trump and uh, has made a fool of people in the past. And he's made a fool of himself. I mean, we all know that. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's a very, very big tough guy. And he'll tell he talks the real talk. I mean, he could maybe fit into that Francesa role. He has he has a long history of uh throwing his weight around and insulting people. Until that time, sit down and shut up. There we go. I mean, that's what you need to host a show on WFAN. You need to insult people. So uh he's been on the Boomer and Carton program, uh filling in for whoever, uh the morning program on WFAN. People say he's not good on it. I've never heard it because I'm not that stupid to actually listen to the program because it's awful. Uh, I have in the past, we'll put it that way. Uh, And I'm certainly not waking up at three in the morning here to listen to that trash. But think about this. I mean, Chris Christie, who is probably the least popular governor in the entire state, entire country. uh, He went from last year, you know, telling Americans how health care is going to work going forward. You know, how people are going to deal with this, how to deal with terrorism, how to deal with ISIS, how to deal with the economy, how how to make this country better in his eyes to potentially, you know, breaking down situational pitching for the Yankees in the seventh inning. I mean... Maybe for him that's maybe maybe it's a perfect perfect transition for him eh? less stress uh, more money uh, on the books God knows how much money these politicians actually put in their pockets off the books uh, but we'll have to see what's going forward I uh, I'm, I'm kind of I, I don't know what side to take here because you hear the other people to take over Francesca's spot would be the Joe Beningo, Evan Roberts duo and I just don't know if they can actually take care of it. I mean, Evan is a good, good sports talk show host. Not really a ton of personality. Very smart guy. Beningo, as I've talked about on this show, has mailed it in. The man is one of the laziest people I've ever seen in sports radio. He doesn't even watch the games and he freely admits it. No, you're wrong, bro. I mean, he seriously says, oh, yeah, I missed that game. I missed that game. But let's talk about it for two hours. Like, how how dumb can you be? Why would anyone want to listen to that garbage? So who knows? I mean, is that really what I have to choose from now? Joe and Evan or Chris Christie? Or Brian, maybe not listen to it. Well, uh, let's slow down here. Don't tell me how to live my life. But uh, I guess that's the most pressing news that we have to talk about. Uh, A selection for a sports talk show host that will be that, uh, you know, doesn't actually go into effect for another, what, eight months and uh, really doesn't affect anyone. I mean, I realize how moronic it is, sports radio in general. I realize how moronic sports is, really, if you look at it. And here we are breaking it down. Who is more deserving to sit in that chair and yell at callers and talk over them and make up stats and not have to actually listen to any accountability to anything? Well, I'm actually enjoying it. I will be completely honest. Uh, So let's 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 move on, though, from that. And again, I I really don't know which way to turn. Is there is there a dark horse, someone else out there that you really think uh, can can take over that that spot? I mean, I think WFAN may be in trouble. I mean, they. Francesa is a voice is a is a is a voice that sticks out from other other radio stations. I mean, Michael K. On, no, no one takes him seriously, anyways. But I mean, that's what separates it from other other sports talk show uh, stations across the country. And when he goes, and when Steve Summers listen, he doesn't bring in the same audience. But when he goes, friend of the podcast, uh, what is so great about WFAN? What character do they have? I don't know will be very, very interesting to see what happens uh, going forward because, you know, moving out here, the only thing I really listen to is Francesa. I will listen on the weekend sometimes, get a little Chris Moore, front of the podcast, Steve Summers, front of the podcast, uh, to, to, to see how things are going. But outside of that, I mean, it's mostly Francesa. So anyways, I'm out here, like I just said. In Northern California. So that's where a lot of the big news is taking place this week. So we'll start with the NBA as the trade deadline approaches. Uh, we've seen the blockbuster Serge Abaca to Toronto. I mean, I nearly fell out of my chair. I, I didn't even know what the hell was going on. I mean, Serge Abaca. I don't mean to shit on Serge Ibaka. He's a decent player. But uh, that really doesn't uh, move the needle for me, so to speak. But DeMarcus Cousins, who uh, you've heard me talk about on this pod here. You, you, we, we talked about this, Jim. You know, an excellent player, a headache I don't want to say cancer, Uh, I think that's a little premature, as he's been on one team, and it was a dysfunctional team to begin with, Uh, was traded from the new, uh, he was traded from the Sacramento Kings, the New Orleans Pelicans, and it sounds so weird saying New Orleans Pelicans, New Orleans, give him that S, put some respect on that name, so New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, and you know, they, they, they I guess this was after a week where they told DeMarcus Cousins and his agent, you are not getting traded, and then they told him, and he was in New Orleans uh, in the All-Star game, and it was whispered in his ear, and you could see the look on DeMarcus Cousins' face, and it goes, oh, okay. Well, I love New Orleans. Let me tell you about it. Um, he was traded for Buddy Heald, former Oklahoma standout, some draft picks, uh, Tyreek Evans, who I think they are going to cut, or maybe they already have, and who's the other person I'm missing? There's someone else, uh, really not... Uh, Shit. I forget the other name. Not that important. But uh, so draft picks, potentially if the, the Pelicans shit the bed uh, and are one of the top three picks, then the Kings actually lose that one because it is a restricted. Now we're getting to the nitty-gritty, which I, I don't do that inside NBA, inside sports, fucking business media, business uh, finance shit. Uh, but that that's the way that goes. So on paper, in Team X to Team Y, I mean, the Pelicans, it was a fleecing. All right. It was they absolutely... Came into, it's like they came into, uh, I was gonna say Arco Arena, but that's not true. Uh, it's not Sleep Train Arena. No, it's not. It's the Golden One Center. It's like they came into the Golden One Center in the middle of the night, stuck up Vladdy Divak, and the owner of the Kings said, yeah, yeah. Give me Boogie. Boogie. I, I think people like him just because of that stupid nickname. Boogie. If his name is Demarcus Cousins, people are like, Yeah, 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 Demarcus Cousins, I know him. Boogie. A guy, a detrimental uh, team member, apparently. Uh, it, it looks like sometimes. I mean, every year he leads the leads the league, uh, or is in top three in the league in technical fouls. But uh, I don't want to blame it all on DeMarcus Cousins, because uh, the Kings are dysfunctional too. Um, this is Vlady Divac uh, speaking to Kings, uh, of Sacramento, and all media after the trade went down, telling him about offers he had before. You, you, you can wait to get a little closer to the deadline. There's more pressure. You've got to be able to get more. Most likely, we will get less because I had a better deal two days ago. Well, that's good to say, you're, you're a general manager. Yeah. And what you got now? Better deal yep. two days ago. I didn't take and it though. You, you had a better oh. offer for cousins well, talk, two days ago. Talk to, talk to those agents. Listen. Better deal two days ago. I mean, that has, I mean, your boss must love hearing that. Unless the whole, the boss is the one playing the you know pulling the strings. Uh, so. Vladi Divac, man, you know, even when a, as a player, you know what he looked like. He looked like an old Croatian cigarette smoking hard drinker. And nowadays, he looks like an old Croatian cigarette smoking hard drinker. The guy screams like East, like Eastern Europe. It's it's great. He's always an interesting guy, but not the greatest look for the Sacramento Kings right now. So, uh, going forward, what does it mean for the Kings? Who really cares? Uh, but in reality, I mean. It, the Kings and the Pelicans are sitting there right around the bottom, like we talked about this last uh, podcast, right around the bottom of the the the, the 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 Western Conference. So, I mean, here we are, both these teams, so they just switch a player, and, and the Kings had to do it. Let, let's think about this. Cousins was coming up for a contract next year, a contract extension that he was going to want serious amounts of money. Guys averaged 27 points a game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, he's going to d- demand money, and he's going to deserve NBA kind of money. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to sit there, and they're never going to win with him. So what they do? They send him to New Orleans. Anthony Davis is there. Maybe the experiment works out. I'm here to tell you it won't, and he's going to want max money that New Orleans can't give it to him after next year, and he's going to want a big contract, and he's going to have to leave, and he's going to go some shitty team, be the cornerstone of it, and start the whole fucking process over again. Boom. Roasted. I mean, that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, so so right now, I mean, tomorrow, well, by the time you're listening to this, the, the trade deadline may be over. But tomorrow, Eastern time, 3 o'clock, the NBA trade deadline is over. You hear big names, Jimmy Butler. You hear Paul George, which I guess is now off the table, uh, possibly him going to the Lakers, something like that. But, uh, and then you hear Jimmy Butler and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and I have a feeling none of them are going anywhere. None of them are going anywhere whatsoever. Oh, and you also hear... Excuse me, Ricky Rubio, uh, possibly going to New York for uh, Derrick Rose. And maybe there's some other pieces in there, too. Uh, but I'd say the, the NBA players are totally screwing with fans. And what, what do I mean by that? They're going on Twitter or Instagram and they're removing team affiliations from their bio or they're liking a bunch of players on one team. And you know, people are observing this. I mean, people for blogs and everything just sitting there refreshing, you know, the, the stats. I and, mean, god, that's a tough job. Refreshing the stats of of a of a social media page of an athlete and then being like, "Whoa! Did you see that? He just like that guy on that team. Ricky Rubio, he he just he just he just like Kyle Quinn. Oh man, wow. This this means something. This means something. Retweet it. Retweet it. They're just fucking with you guys. Stop it. Keep, keep, keep it down. Keep it down. Don't pitch a tent. Keep it down. Uh, what else in the NBA? Real quick. What, 13 minutes? We're just talking NBA here. Uh, and the other thing uh, was really not that big a news, but it's a big name. And that is after like 20 years, after a very long time, uh, Mitch Kupchak for the Los Angeles Lakers, the general manager and president, I guess, and, and Jim Buss, the owner the, the son of the former owner and sibling of the—I I should probably get all these names and, and titles and, and correct here. Let's see. Okay, yeah, so Jim Buss is the son of the former owner, the, the late owner. The Lakers fired Mitch Cupjack and uh, Magic, jo- Magic Johnson will replace Jim Buss as president of basketball operations. And the person that fired Jim Buss was his sister, Jeannie Buss, the former <laughs> you getting all this?—girlfriend of Phil Jackson. Uh, <laughs> president of operations for the New York Knicks. Everybody write this down. <laughs> so Magic Johnson is uh, back. I you, I, uh, this has been echoed a million times on Twitter. Um, and it's the truth. Magic Johnson is a enormously successful human being. For, even take out all the, all the, the basketball exploits. Just business-wise, movie theaters. Okay, well, you know, the, the TV show was horrendous. But, you know, he's he's made a lot of money off the court and not just endorsements of your normal stereotypical athlete. Uh, but he is one of the stupidest people I've ever seen on Twitter. I mean, they are the, the, the worst tweets you may have ever seen. So he is going to be running a team now uh you'd hope that he will assemble some people around him that could help him. I also had the same hope for Donald Trump because he's incredibly stupid. Uh, I thought he'd have some good people around him he, he's failed hopefully magic's a little better uh but he will uh, it will take forever for the media to actually rip him apart because they love him. Johnson will go out there smile <laughs> you know that laugh that magic Johnson laugh that we've all come to grow and love. <laughs> Yes, that, over and over again, over and over again, ha 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 ha, and the media will just love that and eat that up, oh, it's okay, Magic's just getting his feet wet, eventually they'll burn him to the ground, but <laughs> I don't have faith in Magic in that situation, so that's the NBA, I mean, how much, boy, I mean, here we have 15 minutes doing all NBA, I mean, here here we go, huh, here we go, there's no other NBA on this, one. So do I have anything here? Uh, yeah, Kyrie Irving thinks the world's flat, apparently. Sorry for that. Puh, puh, puh. Do I do that a lot? That's got to be annoying. Um, Kyrie Irving, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, guard, uh, thinks the world is flat. Uh, you know, I don't even know if I really buy this story. He might just be fucking with everyone. It was All Star Weekend. Let me just say something stupid. He's he's never he's never struck me as a very dumb person whatsoever. He went to Duke, uh, so I, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's just screwing with the media and screwing with the fans. That that that's where I stand on this. So. That's the NBA. We're getting closer and closer and closer to the playoffs. The second season. The second season, if you will. Uh but let's let's move on to baseball. And the New York Yankees made some headlines this week. Uh and obviously, uh if they're they're making headlines at this point. You know, in spring training, because I talked about spring training last week. Everyone's just so lovey-dovey. It's just positivity uh, stacked on top of positivity unless there is some sort of injury. That's the the only thing. So if you're making headlines, it's either a season-ending injury for a star player or just not good news in general. And, well, the Yankees, I, I love the Yankees. They're my favorite team of all sports. They're the team that I follow. I hate saying I'm a diehard. It makes me seem as if I'm on like a cliff, and I'm just like I will do anything for this team. And uh, it's it's not that way. It's it's a it's a baseball team, but uh, it's definitely without it. We get it, Brian. You like the fucking team. Move on. All right. So uh, they have a reputation for being arrogant, uh, self righteous, sanctimonious fuckheads. And hey, they proved it. They did a great job this week. With uh, well, did, did you hear about this? That's Yankees president uh, Randy Levine. I think it's it's Levine or Levine. Whenever I hear his name, I instantly think every time of of this Seinfeld clip where if it's at Levine or Levine. Oh, I'm sorry, Elaine. This is my cousin Artie Levine. Levine. <laughs> yeah, Levine. And I'm Jerry Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> you know, maybe some people find that funny. I don't. But, I, I mean, I do. <laughs> but anyways, Jesus Christ, get to the point. Uh, so Randy Levine, uh, president of the New York Yankees. Dylan Batanzas went to uh, arbitration with the New York Yankees. Uh, he's looking for more money. Thought he deserved $5 million a year. Put up some great stats last year. Sort of fell off at the end. Uh, and unfortunately for Dylan Batanzas, the arbiter ruled with the Yankees. And said, you're worth $3 million a year. So, you know, I'm sure Dylan Batanzas was upset. But what happened was, uh, you know, Levine sort of, you know, took a page out of Donald Trump's notebook where it was like, I won and I'm still going to tell you how much I hated the fucking process. It was a bit much and it was just another example of why people hate the Yankees. Uh if you don't hate the players, you certainly hate the front office. So here's some of the comments from Randy Levine. And let's not forget before we get to those comments, let's remember, let's not forget last year at this exact same time, Lon Trost, the uh I forget his actual he's another big big wig there the suits. I forget his actual title with the New York Yankees, but he told us last year about the premium experience that you know some Yankee fans just aren't ready for in the legend seats. So that came with the whole uh migration away from StubHub and uh, letting, you know, further cementing the, the major the, the, the divide between the haves and have-nots. So here's some of the comments uh, from Randy Levine regarding Delon Matanzas. So this is a guy that, you know, is a large part of the New York Yankees in Delon Matanzas. And Randy Levine, enough, Brian, just get to the point. All right, Randy Levine said that $3 million should be, quote, a great victory for Delon Matanzas, and his $5 million request had no bearings in reality. He also said five million dollars goes to elite closers, pitchers who pitch the ninth inning and have a lot of saves. Dellen didn't have that record. He never did. It's like me saying I'm not the president of the Yankees, <laughs> which I fucking am. He didn't say that. Uh, it's not. It's. It, I'm not. It's like me saying I'm not the president of the New York Yankees. I'm an astronaut. <laughs> I'm not an astronaut. And Dellen Betances is not a closer. This is you know this isn't someone that walked away and signed with another team. This is a guy who. You know what, you're going to have to go through contract negotiations with soon. This is just the first step, and you know what, I don't blame Dallin Batanzas if he wants to go somewhere else. And I realize the Yankees, a lot of times, have the most money, but do you think a guy like Dallin Batanzas, who barely, you know, he speaks about as much as Jacoby Ellsbury do, does, they probably just look at each other and grunt, if that But I mean, if you think that people don't see this mild-mannered guy being dragged through the mud by a guy with pubic hair on his head, uh, when it comes to free agency, he's got another thing coming. I mean, that that should be a red flag to all people. We are going to treat you like chattel because that's what you are. You are not going. And then they had the audacity. He had the audacity to blame Delon Batances for poor ticket sales at the end of the year, which is absolutely mind-boggling. If you think poor ticket sales, Delon Batances. Personally, he's the only guy on the team. Dylan Batansis for ticket sales. These people are so fucking obsessed with tickets. And I get it. That's the lifeblood. I understand. But the Yankees do not give you a good experience unless you're some sort of hobnobbing, you know, big dick, big swinging dick. I mean, that's the only people that get a premium experience and actually enjoy it. The rest of us losers pay a lot of money, you know, for not the most fan friendly experience you could possibly imagine. And that's Dylan Batances' fault. So remember that when he's warming up in the bullpen, when we are out in the bleachers. Remember to remind him, say, hey, you ruined the Yankees' tickets. They couldn't go after the free agents they wanted. They didn't have the money they wanted. Ugh, that's disgusting. I mean, Randy Levine, Lon Trost, and, and remember what we said last week, Hal Steinbrenner giving compliments to Jacoby Ellsbury. This is pretty much a big three right there, huh? Jesus Christ, axis of evil? I think so. Oh, boy, that really pisses me off when guys who, and not even to sound like an athlete, when guys who didn't even play the game, who know nothing, who, who really, literally know nothing. They make Brian Cashman look, look relatable. Really annoys me. Really, really fucking annoys me. So uh, Nick Swisher is a guest instructor at the New York Yankees uh, spring training. And oh boy, is he funny. I hate to be so anti-Nick Swisher. I, I loved his act. I did. I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker all the time. But that last game, when all the fans were booing me because I'm arguably the worst playoff player in the history of baseball. And then to say that those those words, I'm sensitive, bro. I, I can't look at that guy the same way. Can't, and I love that the Yankees didn't bring him up last year. Let him sit there and rot. Triple A scranton. Just rot like the maggot he is. It's not a maggot. I'm sorry. Uh... And what was, there's another baseball thing with the Yankees, Goose Gossage. I mean, it's an annual tradition. He comes out and just starts uh, bitching and moaning like an old man. So uh, these are the comments this year. Uh, it's it's a perennial thing. Uh, so let's let's find the comments here. I mean, I guess we'll first start with uh, what he thinks about sabermetrics in baseball. Is he the New Jersey uh, some New Jersey newspaper? Uh, I guess you hate the sabermetrics of baseball, Goose says. Oh, you know what it is. These guys don't know baseball, so they got one thing to tell them how to do, and that's numbers, and they won their rotisserie leagues at fucking Harvard and all these fucking Ivy League schools, and that's all it is. And they think they're fucking general managers, and that's the way the game is gone. They're taking all the character out of the game and creating a bunch of soft guys. Uh, yes and no. I'm not a big sabermetrics guy, but that is the way that you put together a good team. I don't know how soft it makes, guys. I don't know if that's really, uh, relevant to it, but, uh... Let's see. Um, the Blue Jays, they're asking him this. The Blue Jays GM suggested this week that MLB should shorten the game to seven innings. And I agree that this is insane. But Gossett said, well, here we go again. Baseball is being run by a computer. That's it. Replay. They can take replay and shove it up their ass. It's taking all the character out of the game. You're not going to have managers like Billy Martin or Weaver or Piniella coming out of the fucking dugout and bringing people out of their seats. Whether you're the home team or the visitors, fans love. That's character. That's gone. Why do we have to control everything? Let me tell you something. Those... Those of us who played the game like we played it from that era, gave up a long time ago trying to control this game. You let it come to you, and whatever happens then dictates what you do. I mean, the last part is just complete cliche fucking athlete jargon bullshit. But uh, the real thing, the real thing that's got a lot of people bothered, and especially New York Yankee fans, is his shots at all-time great uh, closer uh, Mariano Rivera. Uh, And those quotes are... All right, more reading, more story time with Brian as I read the quotes. Uh, this is the the media member. What do you think about Chapman returning? Well, they're one-inning guys, and you were often a three-inning guy, right? Yeah, it's totally different, so don't even compare me here. Chapman's great. Moe was great. Mariano Rivera was great for one inning. Uh, you mentioned Mo, and you think he was the one guy who at least was using the eighth at times by Tory. Bullshit. That's postseason. He never did it. Very seldom in the fucking regular season. Did you ever talk to Mo about it? I told him. Yeah, we did it on the Michael K. TV show. There's a TV show. Uh, <laughs> don't compare me to Mo or what they do today. They're one inning guys. I take exception to that. Don't even fucking put me closer. Uh, don't even put me... Closer wasn't even a coin phrase. So when people say Moe's the greatest reliever, that's bullshit. Do what I did and we'll compare apples to apples or Sutter or rolly Fingers. The guys that set the bar. I'll tell you what. Setup guys have a harder role than Closer today. And I mean, to a certain extent, he is correct. But... Uh, but I don't think anyone is nearly, or even Goose Gossage, for his uh, Hall of Fame numbers, uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, right, uh, would be even close to Mariano Rivera if he did that. I'm, I'm a little too young to see Goose Gossage pitch. However, uh, I'll have to reach out to some elder people and uh, break down the stats. But, uh, you know, it's it's just, he has a point, but at the same time, it's just typical Goose Gossage, uh, just ranting and raving and complaining. So that, that, that's just the norm, I mean, it's spring training, Goose gotchas is whining, and then he'll go away for the rest of the year, and we'll do the whole thing in April again, and we'll do the whole thing in March, February next year, it'll be a lot of fun, we'll get the same old, boring, stale takes, yeah, that, that, that's the way it goes, uh, let's see, what else, is that it, is that it, do we have more to talk about, is there more, let's see, well, Darrell Revis, who knows, well, he probably won't even be on the Jets next year, but Darrell Revis, corner for the Jets, uh, arrested for felony charges, so I guess he was walking down the street, in his hometown in Pennsylvania. And someone say, hey, hey, you. You Darrell Rivas?" Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Got the camera out the phone. He said, no, don't do that. And went after that. Sort of is all up in the air. Phones were smashed. Rivas's, uh entourage came out of nowhere. Beat the shit out of the guys. And now Revis, a guy whose whole career is hanging on a thread, uh, is now looking at four felonies. In reality, I mean, you look at the charges and the details surrounding them. they're They're going to get knocked down. First of all, he's a celebrity or athlete, with money, regardless of how big of a celebrity he is in, in regular society. He has money, and he is from the area, so they're, that that's going to play a part, too. Uh, so that'll get dropped, reduced, and he won't see any jail time, but it's not a good look, and it does definitely doesn't help for a guy who's who, whose potential and, and what he's doing has really just come to a screeching halt. The guy is barely a uh, football player anymore. He's He's barely serviceable, honestly. Uh, I see the Jets, uh, the Jay Cutler and his camp have a little interest, or the Jets have a little interest in Jay Cutler. Could that be, could that be a worse marriage? That's like the friends that you have, and you see them getting married, and you're like, yeah, that, that, that that's, that's not going to turn out well. God, I, I hope they break up. That is going to be bad. Uh, guess what? They're getting engaged. They're getting married. And then you're sitting at the wedding. Oh, man, this is this is bad. This is real. But this is going to be terrible. How long you give it? I don't know how long you give it. I mean, that's what this is. You can see this a mile away. I mean, the Jets did say they had a little interest. Just just a little. Not a lot. Just a little. But <laughs> Jay Cutler on the other side of his career, a disinterested fuckhead. That's twice now. I've used that uh, in the New York media. Oh, my God. The only thing too bad there is that we won't. You know what? That would be the perfect swan song for, for Francesa, ripping Jake Cutler on the way out. Oh, man, that'd be great. But even though the last month of Francesa's show is just going to be probably, he's going to invite people on to talk about stuff, and then they're going to kiss his ass. This is going to be, stop, 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 it, stop, stop, come on, come on, come on, cut it out, stop, stop. Other football news. Uh, I saw O.J. Simpson. Yes, he no longer plays. Uh, the murderer. No, no, no. Come on, come on. He didn't murder Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson. He just put out a book that said, "If I did it," and also also was involved in a documentary. Uh, because nothing, you know, nothing says grieving. Uh, you know, the mother of your child and your ex wife. Uh, more than being involved in a book and talking about how, you know, step by step you would murder her. I mean, I think that's everyone's grieving process, isn't it? Uh, It looks like he is going to be getting out of prison very, very soon. He was granted parole and he could be, he's been an exemplary and, uh, come on, that's an adjective, Brian. There's to be a noun after it. An exemplary uh, prisoner, model prisoner. He's just, you know, guy's wonderful when he's not killing people. And uh, so he's going to be out soon. Uh, At some point in 2017, basically, O.J. Simpson will be a free man. That should be interesting. I mean, O.J. is not a young guy. Uh, I don't have his uh, birth certificate in front of me, but uh, I know he's old. And that is going to be interesting. Does O.J. Simpson try to create his own brand? Does he stay out of the spotlight? You know, before we saw O.J., I mean, the last time we saw him, social media was not the same we have cameras in everyone's face. We're going to see O.J. Simpson all over the place. A guy with, a, I'd say, a notorious temper. I mean, beats the shit out of people. Even murders them. And uh, people are going to be sticking their phone in his face. I mean, how long has he been in prison here? Let's, let's look this up. I mean, O.J.'s been in jail since 2007. This is way before. I mean, he spent that long in prison. Listen, the guy's a murderer. And he he should be in prison. But he got got railroaded, man. He he went and got his stuff back that was stolen. And they threw every charge you could possibly think at him. For that, he got railroaded, which I think most people agree with. But he's been in prison since 2007. This is before Twitter took over. This is before Facebook. Well, not before Facebook. Before Facebook really became a staple. It had already started to take over. Instagram, all this shit. So is OJ Simpson going to go on Twitter? Are people going to be getting in murdering and getting in arguments? You know, just calling, hey, look, the murderer's on. I mean, he's obviously got some serious rage problems. There could be some Twitter. I'm, this is what I look forward to. Twitter meltdowns from O.J. Simpson in 2017. No, not any personal growth, not any accomplishments for me. I'm just thinking, how is O.J. Simpson going to respond on Twitter in 2017? These are important questions, Okay oj simpson so that, that'll be interesting his reintroduction to society uh, a society that is vastly different from 2007 so that is uh that's the podcast i mean come on come on who doesn't want to who, who doesn't want to end a podcast with how oj simpson's going to be re-acclimated to life in the community right i mean that's what we're all thinking that's what we're all thinking every god okay we get it all right you, you can always listen to the show on itunes TuneIn radio stitcher youtube follow me on twitter at brian 13 and at red ticket blues remember to leave a review on iTunes, iTunes and Stitcher are the main two. Uh, you want to leave reviews there; those, those are the ones that people, most people consume. There, I guess people listen on Google Play, possibly, but Stitcher and iTunes. If you haven't left a review, then you're a, you're a terrible human being. And uh, you know what? You should be sending me money because I do this for free, and all I'm asking for is a goddamn review. Uh, so thank you very much. Appreciate all of you, I really do. And uh, with all that being said, I'm out here. So, now listen Are you gonna listen next week in the morning when I'm on? No, come on. No, no. There's some Why things not? I will never do. I don't ever listen in the morning. If you want to come on this show, you're always welcome. You want to come in the afternoon one day? Come on in anytime you want. The door's always open. But wouldn't you listen and no. give you a little critique? No, sorry. You got to come. A little critique, nope. a little like a nope. Little nope. You got to come, you got to come. Anytime the door's always open. Come join me in the afternoon anytime you want. Come All visit right. anytime you want. Any day, call or drop in. Come on in any day day you want. You come spend the day if you want. So you won't even listen when no, I'm on. Not not even. Sorry. Wow. Some things on wow. li- some things will never happen. But the bottom line is, listen, you're always welcome and you can come join me any day you want for a whole show anytime you want. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Enjoy your well, trip. Have a safe I will trip. Enjoy the trip and, and remember, Mike, go cowboys. See you later. All right, the governor uh, of New Jersey.